this is going to take a while because I really want to cover some stuff. You guys are going to have to figure out what to do with it. So first, I want to discuss just the general condition of, of the city. Road conditions are, are pretty in pretty good shape, but because we are not down to bare pavement, people have got to drive slowly and understand that there's packed snow and ice uh, on virtually every, every uh, local road. Streets, engineering, and parks have done an outstanding job in regards to uh, keeping the city open, which is vital uh, when weather conditions are like this. Crews today and in the next couple of days will continue to be plowing, moving the snow back, uh, sanding, uh, the salt routes, notice I said sanding, not applying salt, since salt will not work at uh, anything below minus 18, 19 degrees, and we're going to be 40 degrees away from that. Um, we are not declaring a snow emergency over the next two days. Um, it's not necessary because of the extreme temperatures, but uh, we do want people to stay away from piles of snow such as we see around the square or in front of this building where we're going to obviously have to uh, get crews in there to remove it and truck it out. Uh, streets will deploy extra trucks to assist with trash and recycling Wednesday and Thursday, so those routes will continue to operate as normal. These plans could change as the cold affects our equipment. These side-loading trucks have very complicated hydraulics. They have worked at zero. They've worked at 5 and 10 below. We don't know what happens at 25 and 30 below. Um, the decision to cancel solid waste pickup yesterday, Monday, uh, was a wise decision. I just want to reflect on that. That gave us 30 additional crews to deal with the snowfall, and that is one of the reasons why things are going so well. Parking enforcement did a great job, and again, uh, we want to thank the downtown residents for the work that they've done. Uh, now, I want to look ahead to the weekend. And while we'll come back and talk about the next 48 hours, I'd like to first get to Friday, or actually Saturday, Sunday. Our biggest concern is uh, the storm drains. Uh, this does not happen often, but it's Wisconsin. It happens maybe once every 30 or 40 years. So we've got the massive snow, which is followed by these sub-zero temperatures, which is going to follow by rapid thawing and possibly rain. That can then lead to flooding in uh, any area of the city. Uh, storm sewer drains are, are possibly going to be uh, clogged with ice and snow. So we're asking people to adopt a, a storm drain. Most folks know where there is there's, uh, storm drains on their blocks. Our crews will be out opening them. Uh, as soon as the weather uh, gets close to freezing, and we will uh, be working with the public. There's almost 20,000 of these inlets in the city. So we're asking you to look down your street and clear the snow and ice away from the inlets. Uh, we need to make sure that this melting snow uh, and possible rain can leave the roadways 
and, and, and we don't have any problems. Now, in terms of city government, uh, what are we doing for the next couple of days? We are going to close all city government offices. That doesn't mean people won't be at work. But for the public, we will be closed. City employees will have the same three choices they had, uh, at least not in, any, in certain departments, the th same three choices they had Monday. Uh, come to work, work at home, take leave, uh, and make the work up at another time. So that's, that's uh, the case for those who are not on assignment. Those folks know who they are. That includes police, includes fire, streets, motor equipment, uh, parks. And now I want to uh, talk a little bit about Madison Metro before we, 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 we close this out and have a discussion about safety in the home. We are going to try and keep Madison Metro open tomorrow. This is a real dilemma. Uh, the dilemma is do we close down the bus system and people who critically depend on it and still plan to go out over the next two days don't have service or do we run the service set expectations and then there may be challenges if we have problems with fulfilling our, our, our service demands on the routes. We are going to uh, keep the bus routes going tomorrow and Thursday. That's our intention, but we really need to have people understand that they've got to check. They've got to check the city website. They've got to check with you because we will be giving, giving updates if that service is interrupted, if we get delays, if we get breakdowns, because we don't want people going to the bus stops and then the bus isn't there and they may be out in the cold for, for 20 minutes or a half hour or longer. So uh, our director, uh, the head of Madison Metro, is just going to give you more details on what we're facing and then uh, we'll follow up with some other things. And I reviewed everything with the mayor except that. Okay, that yes, okay? that is certainly. Okay. Yes. So we are planning to, uh, my name is Chuck Camp, I'm the general manager of Metro Transit. As the mayor said, this was a very difficult decision. Uh, our staff has been discussing the safety elements uh, as the mayor highlighted. So he hit the, the exact debate we've been having at Metro. So we are encouraging people to pay attention to our website, mymetrobus.com. We will have updates on there. Uh, to call tomorrow, 266-4466. And we have uh, social media, some of which I remember what they are. Uh, others, uh, I know our staff is working on Twitter or Facebook and other social media for updates. Um, because the MMSD school district is not operating, that helps us a little bit. Uh, with resources. So um, uh, with UW closing, we are looking at that. As an example, we will have uh, detailed information on the website, uh, but we normally have a certain number of Route 80 buses on campus. We're going to scale that back to a recess level of Route 80 service. So people will still have uh, regular 15-minute service, but it might be uh, a little bit longer of a normal headway. All of those details will be on our website. Um, folks that are used to us having overload buses, 
Those of you out there that know the Route 2 and the Route 6 and others have extra buses. You see the X on the bus. We won't have overload buses the next several days because we need every piece of equipment and every driver to help us meet our basic service needs that are in the uh, our service website and our ride guide. That's another thing to remind myself and you regarding uh, social media is with some of these service changes, we normally can get them out on Google, on real-time bus apps. We are encouraging people to look at our website and to call if they have any doubt because there may be some adjustments we're making where we're not able to get that out to our real-time uh, uh, apps. And then finally, the mayor has just okayed that uh, for tomorrow and Thursday with the dangerously cold weather. We don't want people taking off their gloves and worrying about their fare. Uh, there will be free fares on the buses Wednesday and Thursday to help us get through this very difficult uh, time. Thank you. I'll be happy to try to answer any questions. Okay. Um, all right, let's, let's get a couple other things then done and then we'll come back for, for questions. Um, I just want to point out that Metro has been great. Uh, we've had the buses for warming at the transfer points and we're, we're really uh, uh, grateful for the uh, drivers who uh, are working in these conditions. Back to city services for a moment. As I said, Thursday and Friday, uh, city offices will be closed, though we may be staffed. But also, we have canceled city committees for Thursday and Friday, uh, Wednesday and Thursday night. There, there were four committees, uh, two each night. They've canceled those meetings. Uh, unfortunately, I'm a little disappointed. Uh, we are, the decision was made by the council to cancel tonight's meeting. Um, I'd hoped that people could come in for just a half hour, 6.30 to 7, so we could adopt a consent agenda and uh, um, adopt a consent agenda and get all the referrals of new business on its way. That'll have to wait till next week. Um, we had one member of the council who's out of town. Uh, we had two members of the council who appear to have uh, conflicts of other events this evening. And I believe there were three members of the council, maybe four, who simply said they weren't coming out uh, in these conditions. So uh, that stuff will be, uh, that, that council meeting is canceled for tonight. I want to remind folks that the shelters will be operating uh, per the schedule that we went over on Monday. The Beacon's going to open at 7.30 in the morning. Um, when it closes at 5, the uh, other shelters in Porchlight will be open. Salvation Army is available for women and families. Um, Salvation Army will take intakes at 3 o'clock. Metro is coordinating with Porchlight and the other churches to get transportation between the shelters. And we've got additional warming space at First United Methodist Church. So I think I've pretty well covered city operations. Uh, now, the big concern is what happens if you're still at home. And a lot of folks have not experienced this before, but I can guarantee you there's going to be at least one building in the city where water pipes freeze, and that's going to result not only in a very expensive plumbing bill, but when the pipes freeze and break, it's going to be a very, very costly repair job in this really cold uh, 
uh, climate. So what are some of the things that people should do? And the stuff I'm going to run down, the stuff I'm going to run down is going to be available on the websites. We're hoping that you'll link to it on your websites and just remind people. There's some stuff here that's very obvious, some that's not so obvious. But people should keep their, uh, their home heating temperature at at least 65 degrees. Why? Because it's not just a question of, oh, I can handle 62 or 60, but what is happening in the unheated spaces of your house? And that's where the big concern is. People should know where the shutoff valve is for water for their building in case, case they need to shut it off. Storm all windows and, and uh, all the primary uh, doors need to be closed completely. Now, one area where freezing uh, takes place is actually under the kitchen sink. Why? Because most people have cabinet doors which they keep shut and the heat can't get in there. Open up your cabinet doors, particularly the ones under the kitchen sink, and make sure that any cabinet area, if you've got a vanity in the bathroom, make sure that that's open. And of course, the place you've really got to check is your basement, especially if you normally don't heat your basement. And uh, people should take a thermometer, they should go around all the edges of, of the home in terms of where there's water pipes and make sure that uh, the temperatures are at least 35 degrees, at least 35. You can run a small stream of water and, and check it. If you're in a space where the temperature falls below 35, if the water's below 35, find a faucet and just let a little stream of water run, uh, even if it's all night. It's going to be a lot cheaper than dealing with busted pipes and, and, and those other costs. It's not a bad time, if you haven't done it in a while, to check your furnace filter. And if it's dirty, to replace it, because your furnace is going to be operating an awful lot in the next 48 hours. Uh, make sure that heat ducts and the cold air returns are clear and not obstructed by curtains or boxes or anything that might furniture. Again, preventing uh, the heat from getting into to isolated places. Uh, vents on the side of the house. Make sure that they are uh, free of snow and ice. This is both the furnace vent and the dryer vent. Uh, unvented appliances, we see this every year, and it frequently does not result in a tragedy, but unvented appliances such as kerosene heaters are not legal for use in homes or apartments. Do not use your favorite camping equipment, okay? They're just too dangerous. Make sure that your carbon monoxide detectors and smoke detectors are working and they have their batteries. All of you people who take your batteries out of those devices and uh, put them into your other electronics, this is a time to double check to make sure you got it right. Yeah? Um, just for our viewers at home, can you tell them how 
the state of emergency that the governor declared affects them? Yeah, I'll get that in a second. Carbon monoxide. It's an odorless, invisible, toxic gas. Uh, again, if you have any of these symptoms, headaches, nausea, stomach pain, dizziness, burning eyes, do not hesitate to call 911, vent the place, and leave the area. Uh, be sure to call MG&E or Alliant if you smell gas. Electric space heaters in bathrooms or other areas near water, don't use them. Electric heaters do not work. Be careful of your extension cords for space heaters. Um, keep flammable liquids away from any of these areas and be sure you're following all the rules in terms of burning wood if you're using a fireplace. But I want to point out that using a fireplace is going to make the house colder. It's going to create a draft movement of air and it's going to suck in more cold air then you're going to benefit from the heat. Make sure your fireplace vent is closed. And if you start finding that you've got frozen pipes, you can use a hair dryer to warm them up. Do not use a blowtorch or an open flame. This is one of the worst things that can happen uh, in these weather conditions. If water pipes fray, uh, freeze and break, uh, be sure to call the Madison Water Utility if it's exterior, uh, and if it's interior, obviously your own plumber. So all that stuff will be on the website, um, and that means that uh, um, I, I'm not going to repeat it all, but it's just so important that everybody... Uh, know what to do in case something goes wrong and to prevent things from going wrong. Most Madisonians, most people in the community have not been through this. We haven't had temperatures on a continuous basis this cold in, in probably 50, 60, 50, well, 50 years. And so uh, it's going to be a rough couple of days. The state of emergency uh, will allow the governor to call up the National Guard and to call up um, other uh, service agencies should it be necessary to do any kind of rescue operations. Now here in Madison, because of the great job, job that streets did, our police officers and our firefighters have access to the entire city and will be available. And. Uh, for, for that, I'd like to call on Captain Austin, who's going to give us uh, some background and some information about the, the uh, safety services that people can rely on. Thank you, Mayor. My name is uh, Brian Cheney Austin. I'm a captain with the, the police department. Um, and as the mayor referenced, um, you know, the police department, uh, and, and again, uh, as the mayor mentioned, thanks to the streets and all the other uh, city partner agencies, uh, we have uh, full access to the city. We're able to respond uh, as needed. Um, what we're trying to do is, is to continue to encourage folks to be good neighbors, uh, be good fellow residents, be good uh, visitors that are, that are looking after uh, your fellow human being in, the, in these very severe uh, cold times that we're experiencing here. Um, 
Well, the, the community has been great. Uh, you've utilized uh, your police department to respond to persons that are in need uh, or the concerns of persons who might be walking by themselves, for example. Uh, all, all many examples in which uh, the police department has responded to simply assess and, and make sure that folks are okay under these conditions, but also uh, that they're aware of the resources that exist. Uh, we have many wonderful, uh, good resources here in the city, uh, Porchlight and other shelters that uh, have uh, made sure that, they're, that they are open uh, during these conditions. And so uh, we are uh, happy to help facilitate in getting persons uh, to those places when we're able to do so. Um, and so uh, I, again, want to stress uh, the importance of, of being a good neighbor, a good fellow resident, a good uh, a visitor to town, and making sure uh, that you, uh, we continue to look after one another. And uh, obviously, uh, no day off for us, Mr. Mayor, as you mentioned. Uh, we are here to serve you, and, and we will continue to do so uh, through this uh, inclement weather. Questions? Just to confirm, city offices close Wednesday th and Thursday. And city, then do we know about office. Friday? City offices will be closed Wednesday, Thursday. We expect full city services on Friday. Not, a, not, not an issue. I want to go back, by the way, on the water stuff. and just want to repeat. Uh, if you've got an internal break, break and don't know how to shut off your water, call the city water utility. If you see water flowing in the street, uh, call the water utility. We are certainly going to have uh, busted pipes in the roadways. You know, we got areas of the city that were built in the 50s and 60s where they were at that time experimenting with some new types of pipes, which we found out over uh, the years were not all that great. And while we've replaced a good number of them, there's still some that are out there. And uh, we, we're obviously doing the best we can on uh, the water utility replacing them. But there will be breaks and uh, obviously very dangerous conditions. Are there any yeah. specific blocks that you're worried about? Not specifically. I mean, we've got you know so many sections of the city, east side, west side, that were built up in that period. Uh, my own block <laughs> was built in the mid-50s. Uh, we've probably had at least six or eight breaks on it over the last 20, 30 years. So. Uh, it can happen anywhere. Uh, do you anticipate people's like furnaces failing at all? And if so, like, what they should do in a situation like that? If the furnace fails, uh, the first thing they have to do is make sure that there's no leaking gas. And that's why they're going to have to have uh, their, their detectors. If they suspect, suspect uh, that that's an issue, obviously calling the utility company. Um, but, but, but the main thing, uh, is is really to prevent it, and one way of preventing it we mentioned, you know, make sure that your filters are clean, and and you don't get clogged up. Also, make sure that your exterior vents are clear of snow and ice. Um, if your furnace fails for any reason, and you you're going to see a drop in temperature. Now the concern about those water pipes is really critical, really critical, and you've got to you, you've got to make sure you know where your water uh, uh, valve is and shut off the water coming into the house. So Metro plans to operate tomorrow, but I'm curious, I guess, what might happen tomorrow that would cause Metro to make a decision to stop offering service for the day? 
we've reviewed those scenarios. We don't think those are happening now, but this is obviously a historical cold event. So, uh, you know, we literally have staff going out tomorrow morning. We have a phone call with key staff uh, so that we're able to inform the mayor of any changes. But right now, that's the plan is to be in operation. And I just forgot one thing. Of course, it's a, a challenge to travel for everybody and it's dangerous, but I want to highlight one particular vulnerable part of our population, that is those uh, individuals with disabilities that use our paratransit services. And I want to highlight even in particular those people with disabilities that rely on a hydraulic ramp. The hydraulics are particularly sensitive in this cold weather. We have been contacting our customers and uh, agencies that serve people with disabilities to encourage them not to travel these next couple of days. So I would just like to emphasize we're doing that because of the dangerousness of uh, traveling the next couple of days. And then did you say that you do plan to have the buses for heating at transfer points? Like We do. Um, uh, we say with staffing and resource availability, so if we have a basic service need, that comes first, but our plan is to have warming buses at the transfer points. And I want to remind everyone of, of something that Captain Austin said. If you go out, particularly if you go out at night, go in pairs so that you're not alone in case something happens to you. Uh, I can recall at least one tragedy here in Madison of somebody who took a shortcut through the back of some buildings and when they collapsed there was nobody there to find them and, and it was a, a tragic loss of life. Uh, so stay in well-lit places go out in pairs if you are if you are going out go out in pairs particularly if it's at, in the evening and and I, you know, I don't want to go over this some more I, I just recalled another instance of somebody freezing to death uh, because of, of getting stuck uh, and, and losing consciousness so uh, this is our biggest concern and it's not just, as I said, when you're in, outside. There are so many things that are a challenge uh, now. For people who are in apartments, they should know the contact information for the landlord, the, uh, what to do to call if, if they should run into any of these problems uh, in their apartment buildings. And, and all that contact information should be you know, posted in the building. So. Friday, the temperature will be at least 50 degrees warmer uh, and get us all the way up to 32, maybe 60 degrees warmer. So we, we look forward to, the, to this, this warming, this heat, heat wave that's coming in for the weekend. All right. Thank you very much. Thank your editors, your producers, everybody who's helping get this stuff out there. Uh, we'll get through it. We've done it before. Thank you.